In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Lord, we have begun our prayer as usual with that beautiful introductory prayer that St. Josemaria taught us and that so many hundreds of thousands of people around the world now use. My Lord and my God, because you are our Lord and you are our God, and we firmly believe that you are here. No matter where we may be, you are here. You are with us. We adore you with profound reverence. And we ask for grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. This time of prayer, which is this first meditation, which will be about our calling to holiness. But also this time of prayer, which is this day of recollection that we are now beginning. And this greater time of prayer, which is our life. Help us to live it in your presence, to do your will, to make our whole life a time of prayer. And we open the Gospel of St. John to the 15th chapter, where, Lord, you are in the Last Supper with the Apostles, and you tell them, Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And you have laid down your life for us. But you weren't man laying down your life for your friends. You were God, not man, laying down your life not for your friends, for your enemies. We were estranged from you by original sin and you gave your life for us. What love you showed us. And you go on to tell the apostles and to tell us, you are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. Lord, you have called me your friend. You are God. Why should you want me, this poor sinner that I am, that we all are, to be your friend? But you do. You have emptied yourself to take the nature of a slave, as St. Paul writes to the Philippians, to take the nature of man. You dwelt amongst us. You suffered at our hands for love of us. And you have called us your friends. And you said, you are my friends if you do what I command you. And this is part of our holiness, to do what you ask, to do your will. And then you go on to tell the apostles, to tell each human being, you did not choose me, 
But I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Lord, you chose me. You chose everyone. And you have given us a task, a mission. I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, fruit which will abide. And what is that fruit that you want me to bear, that you want everyone to bear? Something that abides, something that abides unto eternity. What can we take with us when we die? We can't take our money, we can't take our fame, we can't take our possessions. We take our love for you. We take the good deeds that we have done, the treasure that we have stored up in heaven. This we take with us. And what is this but holiness? Holiness, which means simply love for you, shown in doing your will. You chose me, and you chose me from all eternity. We open the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians, to the first chapter, where we read, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. And Lord, before the foundation of the world, from all eternity, you knew me. You knew everyone. You created me. You created us through the love of our parents to fulfill that mission, to be another Christ in this world. And as you said through St. Paul, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. We can't be blameless in the sense of sinless. Only Our Lady could do that. And of course you, Jesus, were without sin. But we all sin. And holiness is not sinlessness. As St. Josemaria once said, the saint is not the one that never fall. The saint is not the one that never fell. He's the one that always got up again. And we fall too. We get up again and we start over to be those saints that you need us to be in this world where you are so lacking. And even in Christian countries, so few people, in many of them, go to Mass on Sundays, pray, love you. In some real sense, in a great part of the world, the world is in darkness, in moral, spiritual darkness, in the souls of people who don't know you, and their soul is not lit up. And ours is lit up by your grace and by our love for you where you give us more grace and our light shines more brightly. Lord, how can we bear this fruit? How can we bring you into our life a life of holiness, a life of love. 
and then help others at the same time. Because the fruit that abides is not only our life, our going to heaven, but it's the people we help along the way. And so many are lost. They need someone to help them. St. Josemaria, like that passage, where was the paralytic beside the pool, and Lord, you came to him, asked him if he would like to be cured, healed. And he said, I have no man to help me. He had no one to help him into the waters when the angel came to stir the waters. And Lord, then you healed him of his paralysis. And St. Josemaria liked that passage because there are so many people around us, sometimes in our families, our friends, our colleagues of work, our neighbors, who say, I have no one to help me. Lord, they don't know you, and they have no one to help them. But we can also put those words on your lips, and then you say, I want all to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth, but I have no man to help me. I need someone, I need you to help me reach out to those others. I want to enter their life. I want to give them my love, my joy. Because Lord, what you want is for us to be happy. You said to the apostles, all of this I have told you that my joy may be yours and the measure of my joy may be filled up. The measure of your joy may be filled up. You want us to be happy. And we will be happy if we are holy, and for a very good reason. Because holiness is love for God. And happiness comes when we have a good. And we know that finite goods, worldly goods here on this earth, can't fully satisfy us. Only the infinite good, who are you, Lord, who are God, can truly satisfy us. And therefore, St. Augustine wrote in his confessions, Lord, you made us for you. And our heart is restless until it rests in you. When we abide in you, when we seek you, when we love you, when we live in you, we find holiness, which is love, and we find the happiness that we are looking for, that everyone is looking for. Lord, you need us to be these saints in the world so that we can help so many to find you and take them with us to heaven, to eternal happiness, to that supreme, definitive happiness which heaven is, in the words of the Catechism. And Lord, since you loved us first, everyone is called to love you in return. When someone loves us, we are naturally inclined to love them in return. And you have loved everyone. And therefore, everyone is called to love. Everyone is called to holiness. And the Second Vatican Council said that in the dogmatic constitution on the Church, Lumen Gentium, it is therefore clear that all Christians in any state or walk of life are called to the fullness of Christian life and to the perfection of love. And by this holiness, 
a more human manner of life is fostered also in earthly society. All are called in any state or walk of life, lay people in the middle of the world, called to holiness. And Lord, when we find that holiness, when we find you, when you live in us and we are other Christs, we light up this world. And so many people are looking for that light. They're looking for meaning. They're looking for happiness. And you are the answer. And John Paul II, St. John Paul II, that great John Paul the Great, wrote in his apostolic letter, ushering in the third millennium, Novo Millennio in Eunte, as the council itself explained, this ideal of perfection must not be misunderstood as if it involved some kind of extraordinary existence possible only for a few uncommon heroes of holiness. The ways of holiness are many according to the vocation of each individual. I thank the Lord that in these years he has enabled me to beatify and canonize a large number of Christians, and among them many lay people, who attained holiness in the most ordinary circumstances of life. The time has come to repropose wholeheartedly to everyone this high standard of ordinary Christian living, the whole life of the Christian community and of Christian families must lead in this direction. Lord, you are telling us through that great Pope who was himself a great saint that sanctity is not something for the extraordinary few, uncommon heroes of holiness, but for everyone. And Lord, what we want to do is to seek you, to find you, to deal with you, to love you, to be one with you, another Christ, so that you enter this world through us and in some way in spite of us, in spite of our sins. But you will come through us if we truly love you, if we are those saints. And Pope Francis in his apostolic exhortation, the joy of the gospel, he's always speaking about joy, writes, I invite all Christians everywhere at this very moment to a renewed personal encounter with Jesus Christ, or at least an openness to letting him encounter them. I ask all of you to do this unfailingly each day, no one should think that this invitation is not meant for him or her, since no one is excluded from the joy brought by the Lord. He invites all Christians everywhere to this renewed personal encounter, Lord, with you, or at least to be open to letting you encounter us. And Pope Francis goes on, the Lord does not disappoint those who take this risk. Whenever we take a step towards Jesus, we come to realize that he is already there, waiting for us with open arms. 
You are there waiting for us. You want all to be saved. You want me to come to you. You want me to be the saint that you want everyone to be. And the Pope goes on. Now is the time to say to Jesus, Lord, I have let myself be deceived. In a thousand ways, I have shunned your love. Yet, here I am once more to renew my covenant with you. I need you. Save me once again, Lord. Take me once more into your redeeming embrace. And Lord, help us to do that, to seek you, because you are waiting for us. You are waiting for me. And Pope Benedict, in the homily for the Mass of the inauguration of his pontificate, said some similar words. He said, There is nothing more beautiful than to be surprised by the gospel, by the encounter with Christ. There is nothing more beautiful than to know him and to speak to others of our friendship with him. And Lord, how will we live this life of holiness? How will we seek you and find you and deal with you and love you? In four ways. First, as human beings fall in love with others and come to be friends of others by spending time with them, by talking with them. And for us, that is prayer. And we will pray about prayer in our next meditation. Secondly, by self-denial. Friends put themselves out for each other. And it is by their sacrifice that they know that they are really friends. And Lord, you put yourself out for me, for all of us. No greater love does a man have, you said. And we read your words. You lay down your life for us. And you invite us to follow you. If anyone would be my disciple, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Those little penances, those acts of self-denial, those acts of getting out of bed, of starting our work, of denying ourselves certain comforts and pleasures, in food, whatever, that we go along the way of the cross because this is your invitation and this is the way of holiness. The saints were all very mortified. And St. Josemaria writes about mortification or penance. You will have as much sanctity as you have mortification done out of love. And Lord, if we want to know the measure of our holiness now, we can ask ourselves, what is the measure, the level of my life of penance? And then third, we will show that we love you and grow in love through the sacraments. We received holiness in baptism. No greater saint than a recently baptized infant or adult. But then we sin, and we need to come back to you, and we do that through the sacrament of penance, and that we go often to confession. Pope St. John Paul II said in 1981, and these are not his exact words, but the frequent confession has always accompanied the ascent to holiness 
in the church. The more often we go to confession, the more we will grow in holiness because we say we're sorry for our sins and you forgive us and you fill us with your grace. And then, of course, the Eucharist, Holy Communion, where we are one with you. And as you said in the synagogue of Capernaum, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood lives in me and I in him. We are one with you. It's an anticipation of heaven. This is holiness, that we receive those sacraments regularly. And finally, that we do your will. St. Francis, St. Alphonsus Liguori says, all of holiness consists in the love of God, and all of the love of God consists in doing his will. Lord, help us to be responsive, receptive, to your will, whatever you are asking of it, that we do your will. This is holiness. This is happiness. And then we light up this world. We bring you into this world in darkness. We bring you into the lives of many. And we go to Our Lady, Mary, Queen of all saints. You did the will of God always. You loved God. And you followed the way of the cross too, to Calvary. Help us to be the saints that your Son wants us to be. Help us to love him, to do penance, to receive the sacraments, to do his will, to do his will as you did. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this time of prayer. I ask your assistance in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me.